superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I'm your host, Tatiana Berenday, and today I have with me the lovely Miss Claire Warden, and we are going to be discussing the courage to change a culture. Let me tell you a little bit about Claire before we get started. Claire is an intimacy director and coordinator, fight director, teacher, and actress with over 20 years experience in theater, TV, and film across America and the UK. She is the director of engagement with Intimacy Directors International and a founding member of IDI UK and is co-leading the intimacy direction movement across America and the world. Claire consults for and intimacy coordinates on television networks, including HBO, as well as independent films. She will shortly be making history as the first intimacy director in a Broadway production for Frankie and Johnny in the Claire de Lune with Audra McDonald and Michael Shannon. Claire trains faculty and students in acting training institutions across the country and has presented and given workshops for conferences and theater communities on both sides of the Atlantic. Her focus, joy, and purpose is empowering those she works with to achieve their full creative potential. She is deeply committed to serving the ensemble, advocacy for actors, and supporting artists in their creative process. Welcome to the show, Claire. I'm really happy to have you here. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here. Absolutely. So no one is exempt from our first question. I like to start everyone off with this question, and I'm happy I get to ask it. Will you please share with our audience what your superpowers are? Ooh, uh, my superpowers, my guess. I think um, uh, feeling what's in other people's bodies. I kind of, I have become very good at reading people's bodies and, and I do it my friend calls it surrogacy um, by uh, noticing what happens in their body because of a change in mine and being able to mm. name it um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is very useful in my work um, and uh, uh, a great uh, a great fluidity and understanding of, of the our emotional landscapes um, I'm like emotions woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, just understanding what they are and how they function and how to talk about them and how to make space for them. Yeah, beautiful. And I'm sure that's like super integral to the work that you do. Absolutely. It's, it's a very large part of, of, of how I can do my work uh, well in, in honoring the actors I work with. So tell us a little bit about what an intimacy director is, because that's a relatively new position in the in the world of acting and, and theater and TV, right? It, it is. It's relatively newly recognized. We have, in fact, as a team, been creating it for about 15 years. The first idea of it uh, formed about 15 years ago with a woman called Tonya Cena, um, who... Uh, who created a, a, an approach to working with scenes of sex and intimacy um, as a response to her own uh, bad experiences of having to do those kind of scenes and seeing those around in her students and her colleagues. Um, and we cr- kind of created and codified the discipline and launched our company and um, our kind of group effort um, to bring it to the industry in 2016. 
uh, and it took uh, about a year of, of yelling into the void uh, <laughs> and, and uh, trying to explain what it was. Um, and then we started to gain traction and now it has become um, widely recognized as, uh, as what may be the new industry standard for this work. Um, but I suppose the discipline itself is it's kind of threefold. Firstly, it's about advocacy for the actors and making sure that whatever they do in the scene of physical intimacy, uh, whether it be uh, uh, familial intimacy, sexual intimacy, nudity, some kind of physical interaction, that they have agency over their bodies and that everything they're doing is something they enthusiastically consent to or we find another way to tell the same story. Um, it's also partly procedures and protocols for an entire group, an entire company, whether that be a theatre company that's working a show or the crew of a film set, um, uh, on how to hold and approach this kind of work and how it's all going to, um, the structure that we build in order to create it. And then the third part is a craftsperson. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a physical storyteller and I tell, I craft stories with actors' bodies. So it's about the nuances, the specificities, um, the stories that we can tell, the complexity of the story that we can tell with these actors' bodies. I totally love how you said that crafting the story with actors' bodies. Um, yeah, there's, I, I have a little bit of a training background in the theater as what I thought I was going to do with my life and life had other plans for me. But mm -hmm. I remember, I remember when I learned that communication is 93% nonverbal, it was like, Oh my God, <laughs> there's so right. much, there's so much here in the body yes. and, and in an, in, in our, how we're, how we're emoting and, and energetically expressing ourselves and how that lands for people. I mean, it's huge. Absolutely. And for an audience as well, you know, when, when we're going to watch a play or watch a movie, yes, you know, we're listening to the text that the playwright wrote, but so much of what we're actually getting of the story or the whatever we're watching is, is our bodies reading the actor's bodies. Is that kind of those mirror neurons that kick in? Um, it's like seeing what's happening um, with these characters and their bodies and reading that body language. And if an actor is managing something or dealing with some kind of um, fear or, or anxiety about what's going to happen to their body, that is read on stage or on screen. So a lot of this work is about setting up the structure so that they have the confidence and what we're reading is the story we're telling as opposed to the story of an actor that's surviving this play or yeah. trying to manage um, the fear of the possibility of what might happen to them. Now, I really want to talk more about that because I feel like there's, there's a hot spot in there that I really want to expose, um, but we do have to go to a quick break before I dive into that. Um, and before we go to break, will you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you, about the company, about your work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our company is called Intimacy Directors International. Uh, and you can find our website, which is www.teamidi.org. Honestly, Google Intimacy Directors and we'll come up. Um, and there's information about the, all the accredited intimacy directors that we've trained and, and where they are in the country, about our work, about what it is, about our work with universities um, and training institutions. Beautiful. Okay. Awesome. So we are going to dive in more 
We're talking about the courage to change a culture with Claire Warden. Stay tuned. This is going to get really good. I can tell. You don't want to miss it. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, we're back. Um, Right before the break, you were saying something about how if an actor is afraid that something's going to happen to their body, um, that's going to read and read through the scene. And so you know, a downside of that could be if, if you're, you're playing out, um, you know, what's supposed to be a really juicy, romantic, sexy scene. And, and I'm going to use the female cause I think that a, a lot of those scenes tend to be more uncomfortable for the women, although I'm sure you've encountered a lot of discomfort on the male side as well. Um, but if she's, you know, supposed to be playing a really sexy, juicy scene and yet say she has some trauma in her background that is triggering for her, she's not going to be able to play that scene as well, right? Um, Absolutely. I can also see, however, um, like I, I think it was actually um, an article that was put out that you were in where there was a director who um, on purpose wouldn't tell his actresses what was going to happen to them in the scene because he wanted to capture the terror, say it was a rape scene or something. Um, what's your, what's your take on that? I mean, see, to me, that situation is, is someone that doesn't understand what an actor's job is and that is to act. Uh, mm-hmm. and that if you employ an actor to act, they can act the terror in the very specific way you need. If you just terrorize someone, you're going to see, that person in terror. And that's also abuse and assault. And the thing that our industry has forgotten for too long is that actors are human beings and they've tended to kind of treat them like walking props. Um, And we have to honor and respect the human being that is doing this work. Um, And part of our, part of our our work is about if we can build the structure, which we do, and I say safety in the structure and freedom in the form in that, um, in that if we can build a structure where the actor knows what's going to happen, um, then we can curate the through a request of one of the actresses, um, on the, the HBO show, the juice, um, she, after the first season of it, she had gone to the producers and requested some kind of help or support because she was doing a lot of nudity and sex scenes uh, and she asked for something. So they called us and said, what do we, can we do this? We have this request. And so, um, and so we went in and we created the discipline, you know, we adapted it rather for, for the TV. And that was Alicia Rhodes, my colleague who did that. Um, and at the end of that season, HBO, the network, then said, um, you know, we, we are now um, committing to having intimacy directors on every single series that we shoot. So it then became the network that decided that intimacy coordinators should be 
on all the TV shows. Um, and we have directors con contacting us, which is like, oh, I have this scene coming up and I would like guidance with it. We have actors requesting it. We have producers requesting it. In fact, uh, you know, uh, we have directors going to producers and saying, I want an intimacy director for this. Um, so now it's coming from many places. Um, and the more that people learn about what this is, and um, understand how it enhances the creative process, uh, the more people know that it's, the more actors know it's some, a right for them to ask for it, the more directors know that they can have support and they don't have to, to try and struggle their way through this all on their own. And the more producers realize that it's, uh, um, it's standing up in the industry and committing to a way of being as a company. It's saying we respect actors. We, you know, we have a sexual anti-sexual harassment policy. You know, all companies now have to have anti-sexual harassment policy, um, and it's a way of going further and saying we commit to the care and respect of our actors by bringing in the professionals that can help them through that. In the same way that everyone brings, if you have a fight scene, you bring in a stunt coordinator or a fight director and that's become standard now. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're looking at intimacy direction going. Which is so awesome. And I can, I mean, I can feel the ripple effect that that has the potential to have in our culture what are some of the benefits that you've personally seen already from this work? Like, what would you say is the difference between a scene that has an intimacy director or coordinator and one that does not? Uh, there's a couple. I think uh, the, the, the ones that consistently stand out for me, um, one of them is about um, the enormously extended range of nuance and diversity diversity and truth that we can now um, employ in scenes of, you know, especially sex, sex, simulated sex scenes, that now when we're really having the conversation about it and we're being really specific about the story, we're starting to tell not your kind of stereotypical um, cisgendered, heterosexual, male-dominant uh, romance sex scene, but we're able to actually really start asking questions and telling stories with this that represent more people in our audiences and that, that are willing to tell the stories uh, so that people can either watch the TV or sit in the theater and go, oh, I know that, or I have had that experience, or I never realized it was, it was that experience for that person. So we're expanding the mind of our audiences um, and we're expanding our, our, our commitment to a diverse community that we're telling stories for. Um, and also what I hear time and again from audiences is that, that it's, this is kind of hard on the, the body reading, but the audiences time and time again tell me that they just knew that the actors were okay so they could relax and dive into the story. Where we are with our world right now, um, mm -hmm. and the, the you know the epidemic of sexual assault and and the highlighting that the Me Too movement has brought. If uh, you know an actor when some when a scene of simulated sex happens, the audience just straight away start to you know care about the actor because you can't divorce that human being from the character. So um, so 
But by reading the confidence in the actors and what they're doing, we're actually allowing the audience to, to we're kind of um, assuaging them of that anxiety and which allows them to be willing to suspend their disbelief and dive deeper into the story and get a more full experience. Um, and I'm also seeing incredibly deep, powerful, authentic, risky, emotional and physical work from actors because they have this confidence and that that part before that was anxious or managing their fear or their, um, their embarrassment or their, um, you know, the, their trauma that they're trying to contain is free to put into their acting. And so they're doing better work than they've ever done in that kind of work. Mm, that's amazing. So now how does it work? Do you like, if something's coming up for someone in the scene, are you just there and they can say like, I'm feeling triggered or do you, is, is there like a process that you actually guide them through from the beginning? How does, what are the sort of mechanics of that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it starts right from the beginning with, uh, you know, a, a, a conversations with the creative team. So I'll have a conversation with the director before we start working on, you know, what's, what's your vision of this? What's the see, what's the story that's happening in this? Um, what are your thoughts about, what's happening here you know so we get the context of the scene we know what they're thinking and then i have individual conversations with each of the actors involved to talk about great this is the director's thoughts and visions this is what they would like to happen let's go through each you know in in incredible detail levels of nudity story of simulated sex kind of touch areas that you will and won't be um consent to being touched on your body um, and we'll find out their specific boundaries and unless it, they're enthusiastically consenting to something uh, that's a no and I go great that's not going to happen um, and I advocate for that in the room uh, and then when we get together to create the scene um, we're talking through the context we're choreographing it together we're creating it um, as a team as we go uh, and you know deepening the story um, and Oh, lost you for a second there. Are you still there? Hello. There we go. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Sorry. Where, where, where did you lose me? Something about the story, crafting the story. Great. So, uh, so then as, uh, and then we get together the actors and the director. And as we start to create the story that we're, we're working on, we're creating it together. We're choreographing it as we go. Um, I, I will never ask, um, an actor's personal history. Um, that is not relevant, um, necessary to the story. Um, if they wish to share things with me, uh, that's fine. It stays confidential. Um, if, if, a uh, 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 trauma starts to resurface, you know, I'll recognize it in their body. We'll check in. We'll take time out. They'll use whatever tools they have, or I'll help them uh, with tools to, to manage it. Uh, and we'll, you know, we'll go at the pace they need to in order to create the story. Mm, that's so beautiful. Why were you called to this work, Claire? Like what, what drew you to this? Oh, that's a big question. Mm -hmm. Um, I think uh, I've always, um, I've always, ever since uh, very young, been uh, had a, I suppose, fascination is the right word, or, or, or a, 
a deep need to understand violence in our in us as human beings mm. uh, and that's what brought me to fight direction uh, was a way that I wanted to explore that and understand it uh, and then create stories so that we can process and question it as a as a community um, and uh, and I've always been in, I've always expressed myself physically and been interested in using my body as part of my work um, and helping others to do that. I spent, uh, as, a, as a teacher, as an acting teacher, when I worked with the Shakespeare and Company, um, I, I came across a lot of actors with, with trauma uh, and developed my, um, my ways and my abilities to, to uh, support actors as they manage their trauma and, and found their way to continue to act with their own deep truth and manage whatever the trauma was in their life and how to, how to like not let it control them anymore or, or, or hold them back from the work they wanted to do. And it kind of came together. When I first heard about Intimacy Direction, I, I, someone sent me an article on it uh, that Tonya had done and said, have you heard of this thing? I think you'd be really good at it. And I read it and I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm meant to do. Mm. Um, on a deeper level, I, you know, as I've thought about it, I think I, due to, due to enormous injustice that my family um, went through when I was a child, um, I think my coping mechanism of that trauma is, I think I was hardwired to write injustice um, and I can't, I can't do that directly in the way that it happened to my family because that would, I would fail and that would destroy me. So I think it's a, it's a kind of slight diversion uh, of, uh, of stopping injustice and um, speaking for those that are um, victimized by authority and society and empowering people to. Um, to have the rights over their body and what they need to live their life. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking of Augusto Boal in this conversation. And, and I think a lot of people don't, don't necessarily think about or realize what a powerful medium acting is. Um, and I think some actors don't even necessarily consider like what they're taking on when they take on a certain role. Um, I'm sure, you know, you do it enough, you get, you get the point, um, of what's occurring in, in that transference, but, um, but it, it has such a potential both to heal and to harm because of how, how deep one can go into the process. Right. Um, so I just, I, yeah, I think that's, I think that's true. And I think, um, uh, and I think really the difference between healing and harming is, is the, um, the mindfulness we employ when doing it uh, and, and the space that we give ourselves while doing it. Um, we can be surprised by something that comes up in a role. We're like, oh, I've got this role. I know exactly what this is. And then something, we discover something and boom, like it can resonate very strongly. Um, but I think it's about the mindfulness of that process um, and the ability to know or say, um, you know, 
okay, that's too far for me, or I need to go slow, or I need this kind of support, um, or no, I don't want to explore that part of me right now. Um, and what I do know is that something that might have been a, a, a block or, or, or a, a kind of prison for an actor that's trauma, when supported and, and found their way, like, in it, through it, and out the other side, it, it can be a major shift in their healing process. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, we're, we're taught as actors, we're taught to say yes to everything. We're taught that no is a dangerous word for an actor. Right. We have to say yes. And we're also taught that we have to suffer for our art and that we have to just be okay and get through it. Um, and that's not a healthy way to live. Um, and we can actually do this art and do it better if we acknowledge our humanity all the way and just, you know, equity, not equality. You know, what we need in place so that we can do <clears throat> our best work. And that's with, you know, directors that are all like, oh, I want to get the best shot, so I want to surprise them. Well, actually, if you, if you supported your actor enough and trusted them enough to explain it, to take the time to realize what the story was, to help choreograph it and let them do their work. Not only are you probably going to get a better scene, but you're actually going to empower that actor to continue to do amazing work as they continue, even with you, as opposed to never want to work with you again or actually leave the profession because they've been so damaged, which is what happens to a lot of actors. Yeah, absolutely. I just... um... I'm so impressed with with what you're doing, which is why I chose the title that I chose for this episode, because I really do see what you're doing as changing a culture and changing a, a mindset and an attitude around how we approach each other, how we approach some really important topics. Um, I mean, I I can feel the depth and the freedom that you bring to the work. Like it's it's palpable for me. Um, in this conversation wow, and thank you. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'm like on the verge of tears, you know? Yeah. So thank you. You're, well, thank you. Thank you for understanding and feeling it. It's, um, it's a very, uh, deep and challenging, but, um, but it, it feels I know how necessary it is. And so there isn't a question about doing it for me. It's about this needs to change now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm one of the few people that have the ability and the stamina and the endurance and the depth to, to lead this. So that's what I will do. So what do you see as the full potential of this work? Like, Big picture. If you were going to zoom out, I'm a big picture person. Um, yeah. What did? What do you see? First of all, this work is already doing, and then like where it can go. Uh, I think what it's already doing is fundamentally changing the um, empowerment of actors, um, and we're working a lot with students and faculty in the training institutions in order to train from the beginning our actors in a different way, putting their agency and their consent and their rights first. Um, and, uh, what I, and, I, and what it's doing is 
opening up the conversation of nudity and sex on stage to the dramatic purpose of it and the power of this story um, as opposed to simply titillation and objectification. Um, and I believe that in the grand scheme, you know, we absolutely influence the whole of society by what they watch as entertainment. So if we start putting more diverse, more nuanced, um, more powerful scenes of sex and nudity on our TV screens and in our theatres and in our movie theatres, we're actually going to help educate the world and have them question and uh, understand deeper and shift um, the, the, the you know, oppressive and linear patriarchal view of, of sex and sexuality. Um, and kind of industry-wise, um, what, we, what we want is that, um, that there is an intimacy coordinator on every set and, uh, of TV or movie that has nudity or sex scene, that there is an intimacy coordinator in every theatre show that has nudity or intimacy, that there are any of the performance, that there is that resource available. In the same way as if you have a stunt, even like falling to the ground, you bring in a stunt person. You know, if you have a slap in a show, you bring in a fight choreographer to create it. It's the same with this. That's what I want, is that this becomes the standard and expected uh, support, guidance, and protocols for every actor that ever has to do this. Yeah, amen to that. Um. So I just want to say thank you again for taking the time out of, I know you're incredibly busy and the fact that you um, took the time out to come on the show means a lot. Like I said, I believe so deeply in what you're doing and I just wanted to get it out to as many people as possible. So for our listeners, if, um, if you are yourself or you know someone who is in the acting world and they don't know about intimacy direction, please, please, please go check out Intimacy Directors International. Um, like Claire mentioned, they are training people and have trained a number of people. And there are, is, is it, how global are you at this point? Are you mainly in the US and the UK? Uh, yes, at the moment we have, we have a couple of apprentices in Australia. Um, we're doing our first intensive training in the UK in, um, in December. Uh, and then, you know, and we're in conversations with people in uh, Finland and Sweden and Denmark um, to bring the training to them and in Egypt as well um, Beautiful. to bring the training over there. So it's about uh, creating enough people that we can hand the work to them so that we can continue to train and spread it across the world. I love it. So if you didn't hear your country represented there and you want to reach out to Claire so that we can continue to change the culture of how we um, perpetuate how sexuality is expressed um, on the screen and on the stage. Um, yes, please do. Yeah. Thank you again so much, Claire. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for being interested in it and for spreading the word. That's how we, that's how we, keep this going. So I'm lovely to talk to you.
Yes. And to our listeners, if you have not yet joined us in the Superpowers Are Real Facebook group, please do come and play with us over there. Check out our programs. We've got a lot of fun ways for you to engage. Check out some of the other shows on the podcast. And until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many, many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.